Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited that you're with us today. Wherever you are watching from, maybe you're in your house, your living room, your bedroom, maybe you're still in your PJs, maybe you're at work, driving to work, wherever it is, I'm so glad that you're tuning in today because I really believe that today's message is going to help you. I believe that today's message is going to help you and I increase our faith. It's going to help you and I believe that God has so much more for our lives that He is our help, that He is with us. And in times like these crazy times that we're living in, uncertain times, that He is the one that never, ever changes. He is good and He's for you and He is for me. So I want you to gather your family, gather around uh, the TV, the computer, wherever it is, get your Bibles, your notebooks, your pens. We may not be meeting here physically, but church is happening right there where you are. I believe that God is there with you, that He's gonna speak to your life, to your heart, to your soul. So let's, let's, let's gather together, let's get ready. And I want you to open your Bibles in the book of Mark. Mark chapter two, we're gonna be reading a few verses and um, we're going through this series called Nothing Is Impossible. That is what we're believing for your life, for my life, for our lives, our families, that nothing is impossible for God. Today is part four of Nothing Is Impossible. Let's believe this together. Mark chapter two, we're gonna start reading in verse one. I want you to follow along. This is what it says. It says, a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it, and then they lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to them, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. We've never seen anything like this. Today, I want to talk to you from this thought that I've titled, Don't Stop at the Door. Come on, why don't you tell your family, whoever's next to you, don't stop at the door. Tell me if you're by yourself, don't stop at the door. I really believe that God wants us to have that kind of faith, the kind of faith that is not going to stop at the door. Why don't you pray with me today? God, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you that you are good. We thank you that as the world is changing, God, and situations are just a little bit out of control, Jesus, that you are the one constant in our lives. 
that we can trust you. God, that you're by our side. I pray that you would speak to us today, Jesus, individually, God, to our situations, to whatever it is that we are facing, whatever questions we have, whatever situations are in our lives, Jesus, God, that you will bring peace into our hearts, peace into our souls, that you will be the strength in our bones, Jesus. I pray that you would meet every single person right now, every person under the sound of my voice, every family that is gathering together, Jesus, that you will speak to them, God that after we finish this message, we will feel strengthened. We will feel that we have your power in us, God. We love you and we thank you. It is in your name that we pray. Everyone said, amen. Hey, as we continue, I just wanted to ask you a question today. I, 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 I wanna know if you've ever felt stuck. Have you ever felt stuck in life maybe? Maybe you've ever felt like you're trying to move forward, you're trying to advance, but you're just not going anywhere. You're trying to move forward, but you can't because there's something in the way. I don't know if you've ever felt like that before. I know I have. And as I was thinking about this, I started to think how I, I really consider myself to be pretty self-sufficient. I think I'm a fast learner. I think I can do a lot of things on my own. I often say it's maybe because I grew up with a single mom and we just kind of did a lot of things around the house ourselves. We just always kind of managed. Um, and I'm a crazy eye wire. If you don't know what that means, it means do it yourself. So I'll watch a video and I will learn how to do whatever it is that they're doing, right? I can do home repairs. I can cut and dye your hair if you need me to. Hey, you know, I, I, I can do a whole lot of things. But in life, sometimes we need some help. And a few months back, while Alex and I were actually moving, we were um, packing things and, and really, if it wouldn't have been for the help of some amazing friends, some guys, some girls that came over to help, it probably would have taken us a long time to do all of this. But moving day came um, along and we had to move some pretty heavy things and so the guys were in charge of this. We had pretty strong guys, big muscles. And little by little, we started putting everything inside the house until it was turned for one of my couches to get to the living room. And for some reason, this couch did not fit through the door. And you'll see these four guys, you know, they're, they're picking this couch up, they're trying to move it, tilted all kinds of places, all kinds of directions. One of them is guiding the rest. They're telling them, okay, tilt it a little bit to the left, try to get the legs inside, and then you move it this way. And they were there for a while. Uh -uh few minutes, maybe more than a few minutes. And finally, uh, maybe 20 minutes later, but who's counting and some scratches later, the couch is inside the house, right? And you know, at this point, I'm just grateful that they got it in. I have a couch in my house now, but this made me really think that life can feel like this a lot of times. That life can feel like there's situations and issues and things that we are facing that don't let us move forward that there's things and circumstances in our lives that are blocking us and they have made us feel like we're stuck in place. And God, I'm trying to get out of this. God, I'm trying to advance in my life. God, I'm trying to do all these things, but I feel like I am stuck because I have all these issues, these situations, these problems just standing on the way. Have you ever found yourself in a place like that before? Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you just feel like everything is out of control? Maybe that's where you, where you are right now. Maybe that's where you are today. Maybe in this moment you feel like there's this weight on your shoulders. Maybe in this moment you feel like you are stuck and paralyzed by fear, by anxiety. 
Maybe you're watching the news and you're just full of anxiety and fear because you don't know how to protect your family, because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Maybe all of this situation has caused you to be under crazy amounts of stress because you don't know what's going to happen with your business. Some of us, we were struggling with our businesses. Some of us may have lost our jobs because of what is happening. Some of us may be today wondering, how am I going to feed my family? How am I going to provide for my family? Some of us may be believing God because there's a health situation in our lives. Maybe it's a family issue. For some of us, maybe we've been asking God for help long before this happened in our world and it just has feel, felt like it's too much. It's felt like, like God, I keep asking you for help, but I am just stuck in this place. God, I'm asking you for help, but I can't seem to advance. I wonder if that's where some of us are today. You know, we've been maybe waiting for God to open a door and, and we think that God's not listening. And I think that moments like these can actually make us feel and become vulnerable to bitterness, become vulnerable to feeling like everything's against me and I'm just might as well give up. That some of these things can make us vulnerable to believing the lies, the voices in our head that right now may be telling us, you see, God's not going to move on your behalf. You see, you keep, you keep praying, you keep tuning in every Sunday to church, but meanwhile, God is not doing anything for you. We can believe the lies that tell us, why are you still singing? Why are you still praising? Why are you still believing? God is not listening to you. Some of us, because of our situations, can become vulnerable to believe the lies. But I want you to know today that God is for you. I want you to know today that although you may not see him working, he is working on your behalf. That although you may not see situations turning around right the second that he is still good, that he is still your provider, that he is still your protector, and that he is on your side. I think we have all been in a place like this before. You and I will struggle with this in life because life is not easy. And the problem you and I have is that if we are not careful, we will allow the obstacles in our lives to keep us from the miracle. If we allow it, we can allow these obstacles to keep us from the miracle. We're so focused on what's happening, on everything that's going wrong that we begin to lose our faith. But I want you to believe today if you're listening to me today, wherever you are, I want you to know and believe that if you don't lose faith, if we don't lose faith, we will reach the miracle. You will reach the miracle if you do not lose faith. Your faith is powerful. Your faith can move mountains. Your faith can do a lot of things. And now imagine your faith and my faith together. Imagine our faith united. Imagine everything that our faith united can do. I really believe that God can do miracles with our faith. And Jesus, he has been doing miracles. He's been walking all over Galilee. And in these verses we just read, um, we hear that the word has spread, right? They don't have social media. They can't be tweeting about it. But somehow, some way, the word gets out there that Jesus is in town and that Jesus has been healing. And so Jesus is on his way to this house, and people know about this. And I can just imagine what's happening, the scene in this moment, right? It says that so many people show up that there's no room left in the house, that people are actually standing outside of the doors. And I can just imagine how this is happening. People are running, 
rights when people are trying to get in before everybody else. You're kind of elbowing each other. Have you ever been in a place like that where people just want to get front row seats and, and you're kind of just elbowing everybody? I've never done this, but I've seen people do this. And, and you know, you're just trying to get there, you're shoulder to shoulder, it gets packed, people are outside of the door. And while this is happening, the Bible tells us that four men show up carrying their paralyzed friend on a mat. We don't know who they are, we don't know their names, we don't know where they come from, we don't know how long it took them to get there, it could have been hours could have been days. What we do know is that they showed up with enough faith to believe that if we just bring our friend to Jesus, he is going to heal him. They showed up to that place believing that if we can just spend a moment with Jesus, he can answer and do a miracle in their lives. But they show up there and they realize that the place is packed. They can't get through the door. They can't get in. And so instead of running into the answer that they were looking for, instead of running into the miracle, they actually run into disappointment. Instead of running into the one that was going to answer and, and, and do a miracle for them, they run into a door they can't get into. And I don't know what would have been your reaction. I love putting myself when I read the Bible in, in these situations, right? And I put myself, if I would have carried my friend all the way from who knows where, right? And I would have carried my friend all the way there and the, the door would have been closed. I couldn't get in. What, what would have been my reaction? Perhaps your reaction, my reaction would have been one of, well, I guess it wasn't meant to be. I guess we're gonna have to turn back around and just carry your friend back home. Maybe your reaction would have been one of, hey, listen, friend, I've carried you all this way here. Um, you're going to have to call your friends, your family, and they're going to have to pick you up and take you back because I just, I give up. Maybe some of us, our reaction would have been one of, this always happens to me. I always show up late. I always get to a place and everyone gets their miracle. Everyone gets their prayer answered except me. I wonder what would have been our attitude. But what I love about this text is that it, that was not the faith of these men. These four men got to the place believing for a miracle. These four friends said, we're gonna carry you because we know that once we get to that place, our prayer is going to be answered. This miracle is going to come to pass. They didn't have an average faith. They had a faith that believed that, hey, we're not going to stop at the door. They had the kind of faith that believed we're not going back empty-handed. We came here to see Jesus. We came here to have an encounter with Jesus and we won't leave without one. That is the kind of faith, my friend, that you and I need to have. That is the kind of faith that even right now as you're struggling to believe you have it, I want you to know there is more faith inside of you than you know. And today, after this message, I believe that for you, that your faith will be strengthened because your faith is powerful. I want you to know that your faith, your faith can turn opposition into opportunity. Your faith can turn opposition into opportunity. Just because one door is closed, it doesn't mean that there's not another way in. Just because you're facing a situation right now, it does not mean that God is not able to move on your behalf. These four men now, they just need to huddle up and have this conversation. They probably have to leave their friend off to the side. They probably don't wanna scare him. They probably don't wanna tell him, we may, we may have to go home and nothing's gonna happen, but they, they actually huddle up and they start talking amongst themselves. 
And I can just imagine the conversation. Maybe friend one had to convince friend two to stay. Maybe friend three had to uh, tell friend one, hey, I I don't know. Maybe they went back and forth a few times. But I love that they decided to create an opportunity out of the opposition. That they said, hey, we can't get in through the door, but we're not going to stop at the door. Let's get in through the roof. I mean, who thinks of that? We can't get in through the door. Let's get in through the roof. They they did that. What should have stopped them became the one thing that filled this faith in them to find another way. What should have stopped them actually became the one thing that fueled the miracle to happen. It was their faith. And I want you to know that if you're paralyzed in a situation today, that situation does not have to overwhelm you. That situation does not have to destroy you. That situation does not have to drown you. I want you to know that your faith is bigger than your situation. I want you to know that this situation you're going through can actually become the opportunity for you to see Jesus working in your life. The opportunity for you to see the hand of God at work in your life. That this situation, that this opposition can actually be the opportunity for you to see and understand that there's a lot more strength in you than you thought you had. That there's a lot more boldness in you than you thought thought you had, that Jesus is on your side, that he's walking with you, that you are never alone. But in order to keep this kind of faith, we need to keep our eyes on the prize and we need to be surrounded by the right people. Keep your eyes on the prize. These friends went to this house with a goal in mind. Our friend is going to get healed. There is a goal goal inside for you. You need breakthrough in your life. You need a miracle in your life. I want you to walk through life and not forget where it is that you are headed. I want you to walk through life and understand that on the other side of this mountain, your breakthrough awaits. That on the other side of this issue, Jesus is waiting for you. And that he's not just waiting on the other side. He's not just waiting for you in the future. He's actually walking by your side as you take step after step to overcome whatever is in front of you but you also need to have the right kind of people around you. The kind of people that will speak life into your situation. The kind of people that will not remind you of everything that's going wrong, but the kind of people that will tell you, I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna believe, I'm gonna believe for you and I'm gonna believe with you. I'm gonna stand in the gap and believe that God is going to move in your life. Listen, put your head up today. God is for you. We need people like that. We need people of faith in this life I'm going to need you, and you're going to need me. Because in moments when my my faith begins to fail, in moments where my faith is shaking, when I'm struggling with my faith, your faith can come by my side and pick me up. Your faith can come by my side and remind me of the promises of God. And when your faith is shaking, when your faith is struggling, my faith can come and surround you and tell you there is more for your life. My faith can come alongside you and tell you God has a plan, a purpose, a future for your life. This is why community matters. This is why I love the community that we have here at Calvary. If you are part of this community, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That even in moments like these, when we can't physically be with each other, I've seen so many people step up in love. So many people step up and meet the needs of somebody else. So many people have been able to step up in faith and believing for one another and in action. 
And I love that about our community. Maybe you're watching right now and you're not part of our community. Maybe you're watching right now and you're thinking, Diana, I don't have people like that in my life. I want you to find a local church. I want you to find a place that you can call home. And maybe right now it's not the time you can't actually find something, but I want you to keep tuning in and keep listening to the word of God. But I want to encourage you, maybe join a connect group. Our connect groups are happening online right now. You can go to our website. You can go. We're going to put it actually now on the description, wherever it is that you're watching this, for you to go and find a group. We want to do life with you. If you need prayer, if you need any kind of help, we want you to know that you're not in this life alone. You're not in this life by yourself. There is a community of people that are willing and able and desiring to believe with you and for you. Your faith can turn opposition into opportunity. But your faith can also open doors in unexpected places. Your faith can open doors in unexpected places. They saw an opportunity. They thought the roof, right? But now they had to put in some work. It wasn't just getting on the roof. Now they needed to start digging up the roof. They needed to start peeling back the layers of the roof. And I want you to understand houses back then are not built like houses today. Um, Houses back then were a lot different, and so the, the roof actually was held up by some beams, by some dried up mud, some thatch, and so they actually needed to get maybe on their knees and start removing the layers, removing the barrier that was standing between them and Jesus, the barrier that was standing between them and the answer. I wonder what barriers are standing between you and Jesus today. I wonder what barriers are standing right now between you and your miracle. I wonder what things in your life you're going to have to get on your knees and start peeling back and start digging. We need to get our hands dirty sometimes. We need to get to Jesus. We need to get to the answer. It's time that we begin to peel back some layers of things that are standing in the way of us in Jesus. I wonder what those barriers are for you. Maybe for you is the barrier of unbelief. Maybe you've been, you've been doing life all on your own, thinking, I'm just, I got this on my own, but you've realized that, that you don't. Maybe for you that barrier is bitterness and unforgiveness. Maybe for you that barrier is that situation that's happening in your life. Maybe for you that barrier and what you need to remove once and for all is that mask that you keep wearing, trying to pretend you've got it all together, when in reality, you go home and you're lonely, you go home and you're broken, you go home and you're scared, you go home and you're afraid, you go home and you feel like you can't continue this way. And it's time that we become vulnerable in front of Jesus and we say, Jesus, we need you. Jesus, I can't do this on my own. Jesus, I need your help. Jesus, I need you to intervene. It's time that we begin to dig up. Maybe we need to get digging into the word of God. Maybe we need to start digging into the Bible. Maybe we need to start digging into our prayer. Maybe instead of having our eyes focused on the problem, we actually say, I am determined to break through whatever is stopping me from being close to Jesus. I'm going to break through whatever is blocking me from seeing Jesus clearly, from seeing the answer, the hope clearly. What do you need to remove today? Maybe it's voices in your life. Maybe it's certain friendships. Maybe it's certain people that right now you need to say, I, I, need, to, I need to quiet these voices because now it's just me and Jesus. I am on a journey to find what I'm looking for, 
to be close, to be face to face with my Savior. Your faith can open doors in unexpected places. You may be thinking right now, in the midst of what you're looking at, you may be saying, there's, there's no way out of here. There's no way that things are gonna change. I want you to believe that your faith can open a door right there in the middle of your situation. That your faith can reach God right there in the middle of your situation, that he is close, that he is listening to you. He's watching you. He's working on your behalf. He loves you. Hold on to faith. Your faith can open doors in unexpected places and places like the one you're standing on right now. Your faith, your faith in action will lead you to the miracle. Because faith, faith is not just something we talk about. Faith is something we do. Faith is an action. The book of Hebrews in chapter 11, it says that faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. These men had confidence and assurance that they were going to see a miracle. These men believed in that miracle before it even happened, before they even got through the door. They believed. And, and they didn't just believe. Now they had to put their faith into action. So they huddle up. They talk about what are we going to do? What's the strategy? We're going to get on the roof. They get on the roof. They start digging up the roof, working their way, digging up a, an entrance, a hole on the roof to get their friend down. And finally, they open this hole, this door on the roof, and, and they drop their friend. So that they lower them down. But we don't know how long maybe what they had was. Maybe just drop them in. Um, Jesus was going to heal him either way. And so I love that maybe in the middle of this crazy scene, while people are murmuring, people are just probably talking, what is happening? What's that noise? What, what, what's going on? I love Jesus. I love that, that the attitude of Jesus, he's just cool, he's calm. He's probably been waiting for them. He probably knew all along that these four men were going to show up that day. And I love his reply. He, the Bible says that he sees their faith and he tells the man, son, your sins have been forgiven. Wow amazing and I can just imagine their friends looking through the roof right they're just probably looking in taking a little peek in trying to see what is happening and they hear these words maybe one of them was distracted the other one has to ask him what what did Jesus just say he says son your sins have been forgiven isn't that great wait but we came here for the legs did he say something about the legs? Because that's great, but we, we, we carried him all this way here so that he could actually walk. So although your sins have been forgiven and that's amazing, what about the legs? We came here for the legs and they're probably just thinking, what is happening? Are we gonna have to carry him back? I mean, we did all of this and, and now his sins are forgiven, but what about his legs? What about the reason we actually came here for? Has God ever answer your prayer in a way you were not expecting. Maybe you were praying for healing and he's, he's given you strength. Maybe you were praying for your crazy wild kids and he's given you patience. Maybe you've been praying that God will change your spouse and he's actually given you forgiveness and grace. Sometimes in life, God will bypass what we want to give us what we need. 
I want you to hear that again. Sometimes in life, God will bypass what we want to give us what we need. It's not that he hasn't heard your prayer, it's that he knows what you need in this moment. Although you may not see it or understand it, he knows exactly what you need. We want him to change the circumstances around us, but God is saying before I change something on the outside, I wanna make sure that the inside is okay. Before I give you what you're asking, what you want, I want to give you what you need. Before I do something for you, I'm going to do something in you. The amazing thing about this story is that it doesn't end there because Jesus says this and and the Bible tells us that all these teachers of the law, they were people that actually doubted who Jesus was. They doubted that Jesus was in fact the son of of God And, and they're murmuring and apparently they don't even have to say it. Jesus can hear their thoughts. Jesus can hear your thoughts. Sometimes you run out of things to say, Jesus can hear your thoughts. He knows when you're desperate. He knows when you're broken. He knows when you're struggling. He can hear you. He can hear your your prayers. He can hear your tears. But Jesus hears what these guys are saying and he, he sees that they're doubting who he is. And as he hears this, he turns around, he addresses them, but then he turns to the man and he tells the man, get up, take your mat and go home. I want you to grasp what's happening in this text. The faith of those those friends led him to be forgiven. But the lack of faith of the people that were in that room led Jesus to heal the man. I want you to know that your faith not only will cause breakthrough in your life, your faith not only will bring a miracle into your life, but your faith will also show everybody around you who God is who Jesus is. Every doubter around your life, every single person in your family that still does not believe who God is, the goodness of Jesus, that as you hold on strong to your faith and you stand in your faith and God begins to answer your prayers and God begins to provide for you, continues to provide for you against all odds, the people around you will see and recognize this must be the Son of God. This must be the God that created the heavens and the earth. I must follow this God I must follow this Jesus because I've seen what he's done for my friend what he's done for my family member what he's done for my father what he's done for my son your faith can cause a miracle in your life but it can also show people and stand as a witness of who he is this man the Bible says that he picks up his mat he is now forgiven and he is healed God will always give you what you want Maybe not, not everything we want, but exactly what we need. He knows what you need. And in the process, he's gonna answer your prayer. This man gets up and he leaves through the same door he couldn't walk in through at the beginning. The door was closed, but faith led him to this moment. And now he leaves in plain sight of everyone. And everyone is amazed at what God, at what Jesus has done. I want you to know today, that if you hold on to faith, you will reach the miracle. If you're watching today and you believe in Jesus, you believe in the power of God, I want you to know that he is strengthening you in this very moment, that he is telling you without the shadow of a doubt, I want you to believe in who I am. I want you to believe that I am for you. I want you to believe that I haven't forgotten about you. 
If you are a follower of Jesus, you're listening to me right now, He is with you and He is for you. He is watching you. His hand is upon your life. His protection is all over you. He is working even when you are not seeing it. He's giving you strength in this moment. He's giving you peace in this moment. Hold on to faith. Hold on to faith because you will see miracles. You will. But if you're watching me right now and you don't have a relationship with God, you feel like you're far away from God. You've been listening to everything I'm saying and you're just thinking, Diana, the reality is is that I've kind of heard about God before, but I, I don't... I don't know who he is really. I I don't have a relationship with him. I've just heard about him, but I don't know him. I want you to know that God wants to know you. He wants you to know him. He's been with you. He's been looking after you. Even the moments where you haven't even acknowledged that he is around, he is with you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. Maybe you're watching this today and you think, Diana, God probably does not want anything to do with me because I've messed up too many times. I've made too many mistakes. God probably does not want to get near a person like me. I've dealt with things in the past. If you only knew what I've done, listen, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't even matter where you are today. What matters is that today he's calling your name. What matters is that today he is saying, I am not looking at the mistakes you have made. I am not looking at the broken areas of your life. I am not looking at all the things you wish didn't happen in your life. You wish you weren't doing, you wish you didn't do. I am looking at you because I love you and I want you to get to know who I am. I want you to know that all of us are sinners. I'm a sinner, you're a sinner, I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, but we have a God who is perfect. His love for us is perfect perfect and he wants to be close to you he wants you to know that you don't have to do life alone he wants you to know that you don't have to walk through life aimlessly he wants you to know that there's a plan and a purpose for your life and today is the day where you can say yes to him today is the day where you can say god i need you i need you into my heart i want to know who you are i want to walk with purpose and faith i'm going to give you an opportunity right now The perfect love of God. He's so good that while you and I are sinners and we couldn't pay for our sin, he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross to pay for your sin and my sin. He loves us so much that he gave up his one and only son so that you and I can have life and life eternally, life everlasting, so that you and I can have hope, so that you and I can have a future. And Jesus went on that cross. He he died for our sins, but on the third day he resurrected and he is alive today. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive and he wants to do something in your life. So all you have to do right now is put your trust in Jesus. Say, Jesus, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to commit my life to you. So I want you, that if that's you right now, if you're watching and you're saying, Diana, I need God. I need Jesus in my life. I need a change in my life. I need hope for my soul. I need hope for my life. All I'm going to ask you to do is just say this prayer with me. All this prayer is, is just confessing with our mouth that we're going to put our trust in Jesus. I want you to maybe put it on the chat. Hey, I'm giving my life to Jesus. We're probably going to put a a website up and and I want you to send us an email, whatever it is. We want to send you a Bible. We want to know that you're making this decision so that we can come around you and support you in this decision. So if you are making this decision today, I want you to just repeat after me and say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. I believe that you're the Son of God that you died and rose again. Today, 
I put my trust in you. Come into my heart. Give me a hope and a future. From today on, I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's celebrate together. I know you probably can't see each other right now, but I am celebrating with you and for you. If you made this decision right now, I want you to know you've made the best decision of your life. I want you to know that life may not automatically be perfect, but now there is a purpose for your life. Now you know that you never walk alone. Now you know that there's hope for the future, that there's strength for you available. We want to come around you and support you. And so we want you to know that you made this decision. Let us know so that we can bless you with a Bible. And we're excited for you. But hey, for the rest of us, we love you very much. I'm so glad that you joined us today. I want you to have the best day ever. Keep your family safe, stay safe, follow directions. We love you. We are praying for you, believing that your best days are ahead. We love you, church. Take care.